Good morning. Good morning, good morning. I know you're all getting a little warm out there. Yes, you, you're welcome to move. We could move the tables over here. So, um, God has laid some things on my heart, and I'm excited to explore those. I'm just going to talk while you move into the shade a little bit. If you get your Bible or your phone out, I'm going to dig in a little bit into John 12. Everyone comfortable? <clears throat> but I feel like this morning we've already been touching on just that our heart, it's, something, it's very much a matter of our hearts. Because God is all about our hearts. He's all about our hearts knowing his love. And it's all about our hearts being set free. And so one part of my title is missing something by having something. Let me say that again. <clears throat> missing something by having something. I had things in my heart that were basically trespasses because God has designed our hearts to be able to be fully receiving his love. Like a big bowl. Can you imagine? Like just put your, put your arms really big. This big bowl that's able to receive and carry his love. And he's designed us to receive his love directly from him. Now, there were times in my life that I was desperate to receive that love. Because there were things in my life that were stopping that feeling. And I got to a place in my life where I really wanted that feeling. I was saying yes to it, but there were things in there that needed to be displaced and removed. So I was missing something by having something, right? I was missing that fullness by having something that was trespassing. And I had allowed that by choices and responses. And so I was the one that God was speaking to to set me free. So in Toronto, we got to see God's love. We got to see people receive his love. And it was Amazing. I already had a history of God guiding me, but I saw people receiving God's love so deeply, and I said, I want that. Whatever it takes, I want that. And so it began a, or continued a beautiful journey. But at one point, I was still really desperate. I was still desperate. There was something here that was like empty. And my leaders got me to, into a meeting and I'm, I was really excited. I'm like, they're going to help me, they're going to help me. But actually they asked some questions and what they really uncovered was something that God had a spotlight on. God has a heavenly spotlight that wants to sort of laser out those things that are the things that are in the way. And for me, the thing that was in the way was self-pity. And victim spirit. Yeah. They called it out. 
And I cried. Not that sort of cry. But I was so thankful. Because I walked away from that meeting, that encounter, knowing that I had literally changed direction. Because up till then, I would be so desperate to receive, and I wasn't able to receive from God because there were some things that were blocking. So I was, my resort was to try and get it from other people. And so I was needy. But as I walked out of that meeting, I knew the master surgeon had cut my heart and had got that piece out. I had literally given that. It had been exposed, and now it could be taken out. So I was missing something by having something. And that was an amazing day because I'm very different because of that day and very different because my leaders were obedient to call it out. <clears throat> the other part of my message is gaining something from losing something. So we're going to unpack two of these. So John 12, grain of wheat. Jesus had just ridden into Jerusalem on a donkey, welcomed and celebrated by everybody. The crowds were shouting, Lord be our saviour, blessed is the one who comes to us, sent from Jehovah God, the King of Israel. People were eager to be with Jesus, and so the disciples were trying to bring him to Jesus. This was before he died on the cross. And Jesus said to them, now is the time for the Son of Man to be glorified. Let me make this clear. A single grain of wheat, tiny, can you just put something tiny in your fingers? A single grain of wheat will never be more than a single grain of wheat. Unless it drops into the ground and dies. Because then it sprouts and produces a great harvest of wheat. All because one grain died. For Jesus, this was a test of obedience. Even though I am torn within my within and my soul is in turmoil, I will not ask the Father to rescue me from this hour of trial. For I have come to fulfill my purpose, to offer myself to God. Jennifer, you were giving an offering of your heart. Again, we've done it before, but you did it again this morning. I'm offering my heart to all that I know of God. I'm offering my heart to all that I know of you. It says, the person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. But the one who detaches his life from this world and abandons himself to me will find true life and enjoy it forever. Forever's a pretty long time, right? Yeah, yeah? so that's, that's pretty good, to enjoy life forever. If you want to be my disciple, follow me, says Jesus, and you will go where I am going, and if you truly follow me as my disciple, the Father will shower his favour upon your life. That's really cool. So my invitation question right now is, 
Is there anything that he's asking of you, or has been speaking, or maybe he's confirming? What does he want you to lay down, or let go of, or sow into the ground? Sometimes that seems like you're saying goodbye to it. But we can trust when he asks us to do that, that he has a plan to bring forth a great harvest. Also, when we were in Toronto, I was heavily involved in the worship team, but there was a, a season when I needed to sow into the ground my participation in being in the worship team. I needed to sow it, and I'm like, but that's what I love to do, and that's okay, because God asked me to sow it into the ground. And so what I watch is how he has raised that up. And the seed has to find its way through the soil. It doesn't just suddenly have a happy day. It has to find its way up through the soil. It has to put its roots down and go deeper. So for me, my roots are still going deeper. I'm still pushing up higher. But what about for you? So it says here, verse 25, the person who loves his life and pampers himself will miss true life. So I am going to just jump to Mark 10. Um, this is an example of one man that Jesus calls something in his heart. And he's, he's a rich young ruler. So for him, he had something in his heart that was causing him to miss having something. He had something. He had riches. But it wasn't really the riches. It was something that he trusted in. So insert anything that you need to put in there, whether it's riches or something else. I'm going to give a little testimony from last Wednesday. So I'm on a journey of praying for our family and I realised that my heart was really believing God and had a lot of peace about fullness for our family. But I also realised that I was dragged down a lot by what I believed about myself. And I had two very faithful friends who spent some time and heard from God and so here was my big bowl, but it had some other things in it. So when we took those out and I surrendered them, it's like a big piece has come. And that's amazing. Just to take, it was one little moment on one little morning that that thing came out. And now every single day is different. Every single day is different. The rich young ruler, Jesus fixed his gaze on him, and with tender love he said to him, It's always so beautiful when he challenges us. It's never out of judgment. That's what I had to learn. I was actually the one judging myself. But he doesn't do that. He, he knew what was in the way, and he's, he's made it clear, he said, what he needs to do, but the man walks away. I don't know the end of that story, it doesn't tell us, but I would always like to think that maybe he, he did get to change. 
So going back to John 12, I said about us having a test. Jesus had a test. His soul was in turmoil, but he said, I offer myself to God. That's Jesus. He said, I offer myself to God. And they, after that, heard an audible voice from the Father. And we said, this is not for Jesus to help, but it's to help you, to help me. And so Father, Abba Father, continually speaks. He speaks his word to us. And he can make that loud enough. You know, we can trust him to, to get to our hearts. We can trust him to call our hearts. He is so faithful. I think sometimes we feel heavy with the, have I got it right? Have I? He says, no, I'm, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to guide you. I'm going to, I'm going to keep you on the straight path. And when you go to the right or to the left, I will bring you back. He says, from this moment on, this is the grain of wheat being sown into the ground. Everything in this world is about to change. The ruler of this dark world will be overthrown. And I will do this when I lift it up off the ground and when I draw the hearts of people to gather them to me. Today is all about him gathering our hearts. We have so much when we can surrender those, those other things. The people were trying to find Jesus, but he says now, they will see me through you. That's amazing. People are going to see Jesus through you, through you, through you, through you. And the enemy does not want you to know that. And that's what I had to deal with on Wednesday. It's like he comes to lie and distort. And I think he just wants, Holy Spirit wants to tune our ears like, is that the devil coming to lie to me and steal away my today fullness because of, I'm still living in some regret from the past? They will see me, Jesus, through you. We can just say in our hearts, yes, let it be so. And what's so beautiful as Nancy said, that heavenly exchange when we, we give up that small thing, we give up maybe that worship season was a big thing, but it is a small thing. We give up that small thing. But heavenly currency is amazing. He says, anyone who leaves his home behind and chooses me over children, family, parents, family, and possessions, all for the sake of the gospel, will come back to him 100 times in this life, and in the age to come, he will, he will inherit eternal life. I think some of you in this place have given up homes, they've given up families, but we bless all the people who are getting new homes right now. Get a hundredfold. That's not, a, that's not why we do it. We've given up things, right? For the kingdom. But he wants to bless you a hundredfold and give you eternal I'm going to finish with 2 Corinthians 5. Verse 17. Now if anyone is enfolded into Christ, he has become an entirely new person. 
all that is related to the old order has vanished. Behold, everything is fresh and new. And God has made all things new and reconciled us to himself and given us the ministry of reconciling others to God. God wants to restore each one of us to his heart. But I'm going to speak a blessing over each one that you first of all know that, that you know him restoring your heart fully to his heart. That where the enemy has been trespassing, we invite you, Holy Spirit, to shine your heavenly spotlight. And we say we no longer want those. We want to um, say no more to those. We surrender those things that he's even showing us right now. And I want to bless you to be ones who restore others to God. That this year would be one that you restore many to know Daddy's love. I bless each one of you. You might think, I don't know that I can do that. With man, all things are impossible, but with God, all things are possible. So, Father, we surrender to that amazing heavenly currency of giving our hearts to you. And we say, we're gaining everything by losing something. We're gaining everything by surrendering that one thing. 